0: mustn't get his evil hands on that alien ship. Welcome back, Nobodies, to your favorite Doom Patrol podcast, this side of The Painting That Stole Paris. My name is Mark. And my name is Nathan. And today we're talking about issue number three of Unstoppable Doom Patrol... Fresh out the box, Nathan. How you doing? I'm doing great. how How long you been uh, keeping that
1: one in the uh, in the old chamber to use? Well, let me
0: tell you, Nate. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> normally I read it earlier in the day, and I have time to process it. You know, write my notes down. Uh, today, I tried something new and purposely read this right before we recorded. So hmm. I'm going, I'm going no notes on this one. Okay. So. Bear with me. But this is not where I thought this series was going at all. This was, is this was a story I was not expecting uh, because it's only six issues. So we talked about it last time in issue two of like, okay, they're setting it up. They're setting up the the world of the Doom Patrol and um, everyone that's in it and what this main story might be. This has like... I guess I don't know. Maybe down the road I'll know, but it seems like it has nothing to do with the main plot so far. And this is the third one, meaning we only have three more issues to to see what to see where we're going. But yeah. it was great. It was a great story. What's your take on this one? It was excellent. Um, thought it was great. I haven't read like a
1: like a proper Green Lantern comic book and. I don't know how many years, a very long time. Um, So it felt really great just getting back to a couple characters and just kind of in my own imagination, like getting back to like the, the voices I heard of Kyle in my head and everything. And it's like, this is, this is fun. This is great. Um, It felt like, it's cool because it feels like a tie-in, but technically it's not a tie-in because I think like the what well, it says in the beginning, the events happened all before the Green Lantern stuff. So even if you haven't read any of the Green Lantern stuff and you were starting it like, you know, nothing, even before going into issue one, you wouldn't even have any idea what's going on in the Green Lantern world and universe. And that's a whole yeah. different story. Like, believe me. <laughs> That's, yeah, a, that's a it, whole different, that's a tall order to ask, ask you to figure out what's going on with, with all those guys. But,
0: uh, yeah, but it's fun. And they do, they do a great job being like, uh, embodying the behavior of space cops in this one. Yeah. That was like, my other big thing.
1: Like it really felt like a cop, a, a, a funny cop story. And I was like, this like they is were great. getting pulled over. Like, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Literally... And like, searched and everything. And, um, I don't know if I ever really went through that mentality thinking about the Green Lanterns uh, from the outside, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. Seeing how everybody else, like, because we call them, you know, we always call them the space police, and it's because that's what they are. You've been doing it for years, but you never actually care to think about how the others really like to view the core as itself until you see, like, little small snippets of things like this or in, like... I don't know, a JLA book from a while ago or something. Um,
0: that's really the only time is is yeah. when it's Justice League and then it's like, okay, the Justice League matter is now uh, trespassing into the realm of Green Lantern core sector yeah. business. And that's like most of the time we see that kind of interaction. But here it's like, yeah, having Green Lantern being like, well... Earth is our sector, and we have to take care of it. And this is our, our area. And yeah, this is—it's it, almost crazy to say, but today's issue is like a really good Green Lantern book, even though it's a Doom Patrol book. It's—it's it's a wild statement, but it really is both at the same time. Um, it was a really just, fun
1: read. Um, I'll give you that much, because uh, it doesn't really tie you down to like looking into one particular Green Lantern and how they are with the rest of the Green Lanterns and their ideas of Oa and the Guardians and yada, 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 and everything like that. So, like, you don't even have to be bothered by that. You just kind of, like, take it at face value. Two guys, two green space cops, and they're chasing us. It's said and done. Like, let's go.
0: <laughs> and at the same time, it's like they picked the best two, like, the best pairing of Green Lanterns because it really is like good cop, bad cop, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner. And, and Chris, uh, or Dennis Culver does a great job of like illustrating the personality of Kyle Rayner and then illustrating the behavior of Guy Gardner. And then something that I've always loved about Green Lanterns, especially the the humans of earth is, their constructs are defined by their personalities and how they use the ring. You know, we'll, we'll see in, in the comic book, there's a moment where Guy Gardner will use the ring to pick something up and smash something in front of the vehicle that Cliff Steele is driving versus Kyle Rayner will just put up a bunch of cones and barricades and real orderly stuff. And so the way that that's defined the constructs being a representation of like their mindset, their behavior, their personality, like that's so character defining, and I've always loved that about Green Lanterns. Um, right off the bat, it, it, the the cover. Um, there there was a really cool uh, foil variant cover for Cliff Steele um, that that came out. I think it was variant D uh, for for this issue. Uh, by the way, I did get one of the 1 in 25s of nice. issue 2. Nice, 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 the The steel one. It was just so beautiful. I, they um, found one for me, and they got a hold of it. But for this one, I went with just the first issue, first variant, like the the Variant A cover, um, because it's just so cool looking. I love this most out of all of the other variants, uh, just the, the straight-up original one, um, because the the car design the way that that Chris Burnham drew this this kind of Dodge but rewrote Doom instead of Dodge and like has the Doom Patrol little insignia in the grill of the car this just the cover alone is awesome and then this whole story is just it it makes it feel really badass it was really cool I really uh it's really attention grabbing of course um
1: but really cool just Green Lantern it, it, crossover between the Green Lantern and Doom Patrol is like what your mind immediately goes to but uh it's really cool thinking about this as like a halfway point um because they kind of introduce a uh, a really big th- threat at least from what you know the Green Lantern standpoint is um in this issue and uh trying to figure out how that may or may not play into everything that they're doing or or what like that's it's just a really fun time trying to figure out where this is all going to go in the next three issues. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and I, I'm curious because, like you said, it, it says like, "Oh, this takes place before the events of Green Lantern number one," and we're we're in this Dawn of DC era, which is it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I got to admit. So, um, and I just I, I got like Cyborg number one today, Teen Titans number one. Uh Spirit World came out. That's a fantastic one. Um and so Green Lantern's happening. I don't know what's going on with that. I'll probably wait for trade to to read into that. Cause like you said, Green Lantern's a big thing to get into, a big world, a big sector to get into. So you kind of have to I, I I don't know. I can't do issue by issue. I have to like have like this knowledge binge of the lore of, of Green Lantern. But so far it's all been really cool and doom patrol the series i mean issue one we had batman and now in issue three we have the green lantern Corps. Uh, just the way that they're having their perspectives of justice league members uh it's it's been just an absolute blast the way that dennis culver writes these characters um so let me give a synopsis for those that are listening. So in today's issue, uh, the title is The Fast and the Nebulous. Obviously, you can make out what that's a reference to. Um, but that's pretty much the tone of today's issue. And this, the, the synopsis is that the Green Lanterns are in hot pursuit of the world's strangest superheroes when a brand new metahuman unwittingly becomes a galactic fug- fugitive. Robot Man and Negative Man embark on a cross-country road trip to save him. Cliff Steele may be the best driver in the DC universe, but can he outrun its best Green Lanterns, Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner? That's a that's a statement. Uh, find out in the story we had to call "The Fast and the Nebulous." Would the statement of Cliff Steele be in the uh, the best driver? No, that Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner are the best Green Lanterns. Oh. Um one of them I'll say
1: for sure. I mean there's a reason why Guy Gardner is yeah. a Green Lantern.
0: There's a reason. Yeah, and it's probably the same reason that Hal Jordan is as well. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> hey, everybody's uh we're all they're all human. You know? They all hey, earned it, right? they're all
1: human. <laughs> Make mistakes and everything like that. Um I mean I guess the argument could be said that uh Kyle Rayner is the best Green Lantern. I think so. I mean, he became the White Lantern, so like, like by definition, it's like, yeah, dude, he like did it all and was able to hold it,
0: and like did the whole savior thing and yada yada. Um, But I guess that would be a better statement of like Kyle Rayner is like the best Lantern, but that doesn't make him specifically the best Green Lantern, right? But he's Green Lantern now. I don't know, man. Come on. Somewhere Somewhere there are nerds arguing about this semantics. (laughs) It's
1: just cool to look at this guy, and probably real fun to draw his mask. So they went with it.
0: I do think Guy Gardner is more interesting than Hal Jordan. Uh, Kyle Rayner, I think, is fantastic. Um, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, all of them are fantastic. Um, and, And Guy Gardner has like this, you know. Fighting personality that I really enjoy. Yeah, um, even real, if they real. make him the real what? I was gonna say just real brute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bad cop, great, great. Um, yeah, great bad cop vibe, um, in a in a in a good way, not in like the A Cab way, <laughs> or maybe maybe. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. It might include the lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. That might be their whole uh uh revelation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yes, who is this brand new meta human? Who else but Starro? Yeah. Not what I thought was gonna happen. Um there's a lot of things pulled in, in, in today's issue that just kind of threw me through a loop. I wasn't I wasn't expecting um all the Grant Morrison callbacks. I wasn't expecting the Guy Gardner would, would recollect the painting that stole Paris. I wasn't, I, it, it was amazing to see um, Chris Burnham draw, like almost cell for cell, some of the shots from uh, Mr. Nobody and the Brotherhood of Dada stealing the painting that stole Paris. There was the, the cell of um, Superman and the rest of the Justice League looking into the painting. Um, I, I remember these almost vividly. Because these are such iconic moments. Um, And then even there's a moment where Negative Man talks about Rebus. Yeah. And, like, it uses the same, like, the Richard Case drawing of, like, geometric shapes and, like, all this kind of kaleidoscope, blacks and orange and, and purple, magentas that was, like, of that time. And, like, my brain had, like, this neuron activation when I saw like that panel of just the the colors and the shapes and I was like this is the trippy wild stuff about Doom Patrol in 86 that like got me hooked when I read that first volume um there's some beautiful stuff in this book through and through um you were showing earlier the the Fast and the Furious looking title title page but that too was uh just, just they do such a great job capturing the tone. Yeah, every time it's real fun. I'm sure it
1: was, this is all a blast to, to work on and, and everything about it. Um, the two panels that you were talking about about the uh, the painting that stole Paris and the Justice League, I loved that. I loved seeing those references. It was excellent. Um, the Justice League, very reminiscent of like a Darwin Cook era, type Superman, was really Fleischer, t- cartoony, like real real cool looking to me. Um but like the explanation of it all just being like mostly the league stood around and they're staring at the painting like a museum like yeah absolutely that's that's <laughs> what happened like <laughs> <that's> what what, <laughs> what did the league do they didn't do anything probably cuz they couldn't do anything didn't know what to do it wasn't able to do like that whole thing was just was just great um there's a uh, the, the tone of 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 freaks being described from the Doom Patrol uh, as the Doom Patrol being described as freaks is uh, really starting to just like get more and more prevalent in these uh, issues as it's going further down I guess because we're seeing more of the world and how their reaction to the Doom Patrol is coming in and trying to help all the uh, the metahumans and everything but everybody just getting kind of umbrellaed under that whole freak term like like it's a like it's an x-men
0: yeah yeah but they do it in such a way that it's more interesting that it would be quirky in the way that I'm hoping in the future as 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 the as the d c universe becomes more popular among um the wider scope of comic book story enjoyers and that and that includes like video games and movies and t v shows um uh, especially now that doom Patrol has its own t v show that When Doom Patrol might be crossed over into any other D.C. property uh, media, that it can be treated just the same way as like, oh, here are these weirdos that we had to go visit and they're tied in and and they just appear and they seem kind of like this mix of... um, What, like the Adams Family or something? That's a... mm I, I bet maybe that's yeah, I mean, a good reference. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's <laughs> or the uh, or like
1: the monsters, probably like the monsters, and more you know? like the monsters. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I love the yeah. monsters, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, um, but so that'd be I,
1: cool. Like having the Doom Patrol is just like the the resident, you know, like weirdo goth kids kind of thing that you just kind of go and do a side quest for, you know, because it involved. You know, one episode in, involves a, a ghost or something. I don't know. That's not. Yeah, that's cool. I'm,
0: it's almost like, ugh, and I'm sure like the the Flash is probably taking care of it with like science and stuff. But think a character like um, like if the Rogues went into Mirror Masters like bunch of mirrors and like Doom Patrols like, and we know a thing or two about jumping into like two dimensional objects. Like, it would be something as trippy as that as like bringing in Doom Patrol to get into another plane of existence right that the justice league isn't so it's almost like the painting is still paris but if we had the perspective of justice league first kind of just
1: gives you an excuse to just break out into your surrealism ideas for your comic books right it's like what what better way to just you know want to draw some wacky wacky stuff like get these guys into it because that's that's fun you can make sense of it later
0: yeah absolutely And <clears throat> speaking about like the TV show and like other forms of media, the, the Doom Patrol in this one, and specifically this is a, a robot man and negative man duo story, which kind of rare when you think about it. It's not often that you get robot man and negative man um, together as a pairing and bouncing off each other. But at least with this team, they're like senior members, though. Yeah, but it feels like the show in energy when it's in the car. So they've they've um, introduced Starbro, who's this metahuman of this kid, Mason, who was affected by a Starro parasite right when the Lazarus planet event was going on. And so it caused him to be... I guess, sentient or or uh, independent, but still with the Starro on him. And so they've kind of yeah. um, become one and accepted each other, similar to, like, I guess, Rebus. Oh, I was going to so, say, like,
1: Seven of Nine.
0: Oh, like Seven of Nine. Oh, or, yeah, Or yeah, Hugh, you know, that kind of... Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's pretty yeah, cool, right? Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And then, like, he was able to tap into Mento because now he has a similar... Uh, metahuman ability he can um he found he found mento which led him to contact the doom patrol so it's also kind of cool in the sense that robot man and negative man are sent out like um what's the right term i'm thinking like pulp fiction almost like you guys have to go out and go collect this guy the, and fiel- bring him the back field in.
1: team the in the field
0: guys yeah yeah uh, I almost want to call them like the reservoir dogs, but I don't know if that's like an actual term of like you have to go out and like do the dirty work and come bring this guy in. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so they go and <laughs> they go get Mason, uh, and it has the energy of Brennan Fraser's robot man and Matt Bomber's Larry Trainer when they're saying, like, first of all, that's a stupid name, and then Larry Trainer is like. It's not a stupid name. I think it sounds great. It just has, like... I can hear the, the voices. Yeah. 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 And you can kind of hear, like, the Kevin Kleiner kind of, like, kind of funky background music of being, like, this is, like, a more of a lighthearted moment before we start getting chased again. So it just had that energy of, like, I was watching the TV show, but on the pages. So, like I said, the the the, the synergy in like the tone is, is is very good very good in, in the series and, and, and the tv show um but yeah now we have this character star bro um who <laughs> it's, I I don't know what's to become of him other than this character is introduced now in the story. Will he play a bigger role uh anywhere in the DC universe? I don't know but now we have a DC character that uh it has Star Wars abilities, but it's just uh it's just here now. Unassimilated. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um so overall interesting to to kind of meet this character. It's more interesting to see the Green Lanterns bouncing uh, off the Doom Patrol around this character. Um and then we find out that the other part of the orange team is dealing with animal-vegetable mineral man <laughs> in another escapade, and it cuts to it real quick. Um, and I guess AVM man is now uh, altered in a way that if AVM man bites someone, they now become an AVM man themselves, or AVM person, I yeah. should say. Um, which is really a, just a fantastic panel because. I love dinosaurs, so it's cool to see the different forms of animals, which mostly dinosaurs. It's all dinosaurs. That's what I'm saying. Like (laughs) the the
1: percentage of dinosaur to all the other uh, all the other people that are like attacking as as the strike force, they're all dinosaurs. You know, so like that's one. That's the ultimate team. Two. I don't know how the hell you're gonna get out of this one. Three. Don't get bit. Um, yeah. But he's also huge. He's a giant. It's giant. She's bigger than the, the Brontosaurus. Look at that. And the other, and the Triceratops is massive. I, I don't know dinosaur, how big are Triceratops. Triceratops,
0: how, <laughs> how big were Triceratops?
1: <laughs> I'm going to be one of those guys. They never existed. People buried those bones.
0: Oh, no way. I think it's Brachiosaur, right? I don't know. It's the Which one's a fake one? I don't know. Okay, so my yeah my my partner's probably yelling at me at this point. If yeah. She can hear me. One of those dinosaurs is fake, because a paleontologist did take bones from another one, and married them together and put it in an exhibit and said, "That's a brontosaurus." Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. What are the uh, what's the? Uh, I, don't I think know. it's I think it's brontosaurus is the fake one, and brachiosaurus is the real one. Brachiosaurus was in Jurassic. Anyways, I'm getting carried away yeah a v m man is here again always always a delight to see a v m man looking great looking classic looking huge you're a star baby it's fantastic to see you again it's cool to see you're just dinosaur vegetable mineral man everyone's a dinosaur now uh with other abilities it's pretty cool i like it i like this i like this page a lot and this is just a really cool poster. Uh, it looks like um, Degenerate got bit because yeah. his arm is turning into a tree.
1: Yeah. Um, you were asking the question of uh, like, what's the uh, what wh- what the outcome of this uh, star bro is going to be in the future or anything, and I was just going to say the same thing of like, well, you can ask that about all of the uh, the metahumans that the Doom Patrol has at least brought in thus far. Most of them are training. I guess, you know, back at the, uh, the compound, but degenerate is in the field. I'm assuming because of the, the muscle, you know, if they, if they, if there's sp- save a robot man, ride a ride a degenerate. Is that a T you could put that on a t-shirt. We could sell that. We could sell that. <laughs> Nobody's putting that on. We can a sell that. Um,
0: Nobody's doing that. That's good. Um, so these, these Beast- girls here to stay for sure. Yeah. I think she's a great addition. Beast Girl's um, on the team.
1: Uh what a what a wonderful uh mission for Beast Girl to, to be on. But um Degenerate, like you were saying, uh appears to be getting bit by this uh, uh pterodactyl or other other fake dinosaur that is is cool <laughs> to draw and, and easy to identify but
0: not real. Probably too large to even fly and the wings are probably made for it just to dive into water. Yeah, swim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyways, uh yeah, absolutely. So what, what is to happen with degenerate now? Um and that's that's a good question. I you know, I, I'm also wondering what's gonna happen to uh ch- ch- the the chief as in Crazy Jane's personality. Like is that are we just gonna be like, Oh, that's personality and once we're yeah. done with this story we'll you know, the next person who gets to handle Crazy Jane, they can just do whatever with that but know that that's one of the 64 because they must have said well they said 64 and we've only got you probably in in the in the history of crazy jane maybe only 32 have been named so that gives us plenty of options and room to to pick out another one it really does doesn't it yeah um so yeah what, what a
1: what a what a rolodex you can just you can just go to town
0: with that huh I wonder if they have to go through an approval process and be like, hey, we're going to create a new personality. This is cool. Does anyone have to say yes or no and be like, you can't do that. Or sure. No one gives a shit. It's doom patrol. Do whatever you want. Like, I wonder what the approval process is like for that. Um, um,
1: you know, and then it kind of like gets you down to the, uh, to the dilemma. I was, I was just, I don't know. I was thinking of how that, um, how that character Sachiko could, could, fit into all of that but that's like real yeah that's like real like hard you know 30,000 IQ mentality thinking with with that character really because like how do you how do you play off like that's like a that's like an ace in the hole kind of thing Sachiko is uh, ability to has the power to to be anything that hasn't been thought of but then the conundrum is at at a certain point everything's going to be thought of, but technically you're d- doing that because you can you know you got, you'll get to a point of what hasn't been thought of you know that okay we're n- we're not going down this rabbit hole
0: yeah but now you got me thinking and I want to talk a little bit about it but I'm wondering if it's possible for you to pull up issue two real quick. Uh, did we find the name of the Japanese girl that was abducted in issue two? Is her name Sachiko? Did we name drop her? I don't um remember I don't Like, think so. It's stole no, the panel, but yeah, but yeah she i spoke I remember Japanese that. for a bit, yeah, okay, so now I'm like, what was her name again? Um, I don't think it said her name. It was just like time to go, time to go, yeah, um, but yeah, now that's another tangent that I'm like, okay, well, where does that lead? Uh, because again, I like your we thinking, only have, though. yeah, we only have, and who knows? There's still if they're referencing the Brotherhood of Dada and they're showing all these other p- players that exist, and, and the Brotherhood of Dada has like two iterations or more because Mr. Nobody recruits more people, like Agent. Um, and it's uh, yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe more characters might come back. We're seeing. Uh, members of the Brotherhood of Evil come into the picture. Obviously, Peacemakers in it. Um, 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 Monsieur Mala and General Immortus are 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 in this series. Um, and now we have John Louis uh, Drew, um, which is like it appears at the very end. Um, uh, I forget where in 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 the world that they. They, oh, it's in it's in Haiti, obviously, because that's that's where the character comes from. Um so John Louis Drew um is is a villain from like the Teen Titans. So George Perez and, and Marv Wolfman they created this character. Um and kind of like a, a Beast Boy villain. So I guess it makes sense that you know, to bring this character in, maybe they're gonna do something with this character. Um, but it's more of a Teen Titans villain where he is part um kind of like a uh kind of like a computer techie I'm a villain computer. oh oh <laughs> yeah. uh, not that one. wrong one, but it's like um but it's like uh it's like a computer villain, but he also does like voodoo um witchcraft, so it's 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 a very weird niche villain i mean they they talked earlier about you know a z list villains. Uh, John Louis Drew might be one of those. I mean, there's only like 30 issues that this character has ever been in, uh, 30 comics, and it's mostly just uh, the new Teen Titans, um, the, the, the old Beast Boy from the 2000s, and uh, I think there was a mes- mention of, of, of this character in, in Final Crisis, um, but it looks like now that they they plan to do something with this character in this story, and so... In, in in today's issue, he has accepted some sort of invitation by by receiving the remains of brain it is uh, he has been called back into the brotherhood of evil so yeah, just when he thought he was out just when he thought he was out, they pull him right back in back in um so like this uh this series does have and we'll monitor
1: this. Check back in a, in a couple more episodes, but this series does have the potential to to essentially be like a greatest hits Doom Patrol miniseries, which is just awesome. Just having the ability to just like kind of have six issues or just the miniseries and and just go through the roster and be able to tie into like one overarching story that all of these Doom Patrol villains and characters, uh have a place in one space and time, you know, dealing with the Doom Patrol at one time. And, uh, that's really cool. Um, I don't know. It seems, seems like a very modern way of, of telling a comic book story, but bringing in all of the older Silver Age era and Golden Age era, uh, people, named people that you just really haven't cared to, to think about that much, but, um. Yeah, just an excellent. This may be uh may maybe like a greatest hits. So I'll I'll keep watch on this. This is this is fun.
0: Yeah, I I think that's that's the best way to describe it is that it's 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 fun. It's vivid, it's colorful. It has the the influence of everything that has come before it. Um it's so far it within these three issues, it's it's pulled a lot of influence from everything. I mean Grant Morrison, Rachel Pollack, like previous Doom Patrol, but also what's going on in TV and movie and bringing in that kind of energy as well. And then also bringing in the rest of the DC universe. And so we've talked about like Batman and Superman and the Green Lantern Corps. And so the way that these three issues have already just taken all of that and compacted like this greatest hits tone and pacing and yet you don't lose value in the Doom Patrol themselves of anything. It makes them more relatable, and you kind of go on this ride with them. And, you know, whether or not the the metahumans that they save become um, concrete characters, they become the kind of tool to tell the story. And so I guess you could see it as like, instead of like beating up your villain of the week, you're saving a metahuman every week and you just make them whatever you need to be to tell the story of who the Doom Patrol are in the world of the DC universe. So it's a, it's a fantastic um, rhythm that they got going on. Um, it's almost kind of like bittersweet to think of it as like, oh, this is only six issues, but I get, you know, short and sweet, to the point, I guess that's, that's the best way to go about it, especially for this. Um, cause yeah, it's just, it's just fantastic. And, um, when we look back if, if the rest of the series is, 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 is f- phenomenal, then years to come, people will pick up like this, this, this book, these six issues and be like, this story is amazing. Like b- through and through these six issues of Doom Patrol, this story they won't even refer to it as six issues they'll just say this doom patrol story by you know dennis culver and chris burnham one of the absolutely best doom patrol stories there is um it may even be a better um like gateway into doom patrol than someone telling you why don't you go smoke a bunch of weed put on some uh Iggy pop and then read Doom Patrol <laughs> eighty six. This is a Doom Patrol for the Sci Fi kids. You know, they got yeah. the
1: Green Lantern space guys in it, so you got yeah. Starro in it. Okay, great, cool. You know? Um and it's and it's cool, it's action packed. Um and it's just real real good middle of the road story. Um mm-hmm. there really was no yeah, the the biggest reveal at the end was the uh the brain thing. Um and and the introduction of of the character um but again i think we cracked that already it's like it's it's been a recruitment thing it it's always been about a recruitment thing even since the uh, yeah. the first issue um it kind of makes you put into perspective of all that is happening in the dc universe like is still going to be happening but the doom patrol are eventually going to sizzle down into like their main problem which is what we're calling i guess the uh the, the the resurgence of of some sort of brotherhood i guess probably maybe let's see
0: yeah um actually stopping
1: doom <laughs> yeah but uh you know that's not going to stop uh like like peacemaker i'm sure he's got a whole plethora of other things it just so happens that at this point in time he's just monitoring the doom patrol because they're the only team that has their shit together to hand to deal with with all this stuff uh, amidst the uh, the Lazarus breakout, because um, I assume that's got to be all all a mess. The league is kind of kind of messed up or all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what's happening in Justice League, but it's 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 not looking good. Um, yeah. And by that it's just like you know they got they got their own they got problems.
0: Um, yeah, and and even because um, I wanted to start the Superman one. It, it it started before any of the other ones did. Uh, I think it's four issues in uh, and I really wanted to read that one but that one that one looked really cool Uh, but yeah yeah I, we see when the when the other when the other half of the orange team is fighting animal vegetable mineral man we can see that velvet is in that group as well beast Girl is holding velvet which is the worm from issue two um, and and so velvet was the one that it it is the worm or or the rat I should say, uh from from Peacemaker and General Blanche, uh, or or Colonel Blanche, and that is uh that has infiltrated the group. So there's a lot of pieces still in play. Mm-hmm. Velvet, Peacemaker, Mento, even Niles Calder, is still a, a, a figure to to kind of keep a close eye on. Now we have John louis Drew and now we have, you know, we General Immortus and Monsieur Mala. um, And then the the Japanese girl that we don't know what her role is. There's so many pieces left to put on the board specifically that it's like, okay. And then so much, so much is going on. Uh, It's exciting. It it is a great book to pick up and read. I have a blast reading it every single time. Um, But yeah, it's that's. That's all I have for this one, Nate. I don't know if you have anything else you would wanted to talk about. Um, not particularly. It's a pretty quick action, very action-filled very panel quick. read.
1: Um, not as much dialogue as the previous issues because there's not a lot of you know explaining plot or or any sort of exposition given, kind of spoon-fed and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so it really does feel like a breather. Um, but it kinda makes you kinda tricks you into thinking that it's an ongoing series. Like I, I every time I open this yeah. book it makes me just think like it's an ongoing series and I think it's just uh because that's just how I was was reading comic books at the time, especially single issues. I was only reading like, you know, main titles and the ongoing issues to keep up with, with things like this. Um so, it it just seems like this is always going to be continuing. Um, even if some of these characters and storylines continue on into other stories in the DC universe, that would be fantastic. That would be great. I really hope it's just not um, a beginning and ending kind of thing.
0: Um, yeah, I, w- I would say this book is almost like... And th- this could have been issue one if they spun it that way. But... Um... They didn't, and it's a good thing. Um, it, it really does deserve to be the third one. But in a way that they could have spun it is, is because Gar- Guy Gardner is almost the narrator of the story in a, in a way that explains Doom Patrol to someone coming in. So when we say this is like a greatest hits, it's also not gatekeeping someone from yeah. getting into the book. And so Guy Gardner does a great job of like, you know, these are the weird things that they've done in the past. is the abilities of the negative um uh uh of Keeg uh and the negative spirit and all these other things that the that the Doom Patrol can do and have done and what they're up to. Guy Gardner kind of explains that to to Kyle Rayner and, and Kyle Rayner is the audience who gets to understand oh these are the adventures that they've been on. This is the this is the vibe of Doom Patrol, uh welcome aboard kind of thing. And so they do a great job with this one um to to get readers who don't know about the Doom Patrol into the series, and I always love that. I always love um, the way that stories can 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 do that. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic so far. Uh, like I said, it's great. Um, I, I have some other Dawn of DC books that I'm I'm gonna read um, over the weeks. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just really good story. I highly recommend everyone go and check it out. So it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a summertime comic uh,
1: at, at yeah. a certain point here, um.
0: and. And still no update on the show coming back. Another six episodes. So, like I said, I I I really think that when this series wraps up, we'll see. You know, I I think they're they already have scheduled it to kind of be in tandem. Excuse me, where they where they will do Unstoppable Doom Patrol, and then when that series ends, they'll put out the last six episodes of mm. the TV show. So. We'll let you know. You can always find us on Twitter at Radio Doom Patrol. And I'm making sure I got that right. Yes, I did. Uh, And we're also part of the Dueling Genre Network, so you can find us on duelinggenre.com. There's a Discord for Dueling Genre, so there is a um, text chat for Doom Patrol specifically or Doom Patrol Radio. Uh, There's a comic section. We can talk about any comics that you're reading. But there's a lot of people in there. There's a lot of other comic-related Uh, podcasts and shows on dueling genre so I highly recommend you guys check that out but if you enjoyed everything you heard um, the best way that you can help support us is by leaving us a five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcast because it really does help the show out immensely and I've heard that it has to be a five-star review lately I heard that like either you know that I don't know the way that the algorithm works and just, it's not hard. Rate right it five stars, you know? It's, it's a click it's, of a you, button, you're right? Just, Yeah,
1: right? You know, it's a couple centimeters to the right. You just got to tap it. And there you go. Bingo, bango.
0: You're looking at your phone already. You might as well hit it. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to be it for us today. And without further ado, DJ, please take it away. Talking to myself and feeling old. Sometimes I'd like to quit. Nothing ever seems to fit. Hanging around.